0: Sorry, I'll start. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Nancy P and I'm a recovered compulsive overreader. Today is Thursday the 2nd of September. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 83, the first paragraph beginning, yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead with just the single paragraph. Today's readers are Elena C, Katie G, and Vanita L. The reference numbers reference number for yesterday Wednesday September 1st is 17665 that's 17665 Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating
1: <clears throat>
0: Excuse me we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively There are no dues or fees for members We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marge E. to read the 12 steps.
2: Thank you, Nancy. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Margie. I will now ask Barb W. to read the 12 Traditions.
1: Good morning, everyone. Barb W. gratefully recovered in Illinois. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me serve. Have a good meeting.
0: Thank you, Barb W.
1: How our meeting works.
0: Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overreaders only. Our abstinence requirements, requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 83, the first paragraph, beginning with, yes, there was a long
3: period of reconstruction ahead, and I will ask Elena C. to get us started. Elena? May I be heard? You may.
4: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for being our leader today, and Nancy. Um, It's from page 83, the first paragraph, right?
0: Yes, that is correct.
4: Yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. We must take the lead. A remorseful mumbling that we are sorry won't fill the bill at all. We ought to sit down with the family and frankly analyze the past as we now see it, being very careful not to criticize them. Their defects may be glaring, but the chances are that our own actions are partly responsible. So we clean house with the family asking each morning in meditation that our Creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, friendliness, and love. So, wow. Um, You know, I read two steps here. I don't know if that's true, but I read step nine, and I read step 11. Uh, We clean house with the family, asking each morning in meditation that our creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, and friendliness, and love there's something that we are doing either after we wrote our eight my eighth step uh, until I do my ninth step or after I did my ninth step and I continue to look at myself so um you know I was when I did my eight and ninth step my sponsor uh, made me put the steps into writing a simple oh I'm sorry for all the pain I caused was not, it's not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily enough. So it says here, we ought to sit down in the family and analyze the past as we now see it being very careful not to criticize them. Um, So here's what I wrote, Um, uh, like a sample of a letter or, or some or something that I could say to them, but I had to put it into writing. That was very helpful. Um, and with this person, I was not yet fully willing to make amends, yet I, I wrote it down. And so I have been thinking of over my past behaviors, and I believe I've wronged you. It's true. That And um, is there any time and place at your convenience that we could get together for a talk? And so, um, so after we got together, I were to say, I've been thinking of my past behavior, and I believe I've wronged you. These are the wrongs that I've done that I'm, I'm aware of. I was selfish when I did this, da-da-da-da-da. I was dishonest when I did this, da-da-da-da-da. I was very resentful when I did this, da-da-da-da-da. I was self-seeking when I did this, da-da-da-da-da. I was afraid when I did this, so so I analyzed my behavior, where all that behavior was coming from. I was talking to you, you I was talking to you in anger, or you know, when I was resentful. For all these wrongs, I am sorry. I wish I could have done it differently. And then I was to stay in quiet and pause and let her talk and then after she talked and i i were to say are there any wrongs i'm not aware of that you would like to tell me about now and i were to listen to her talk That's by nice. not talking at all would you like to tell me how this made you feel how can i make this right with you and i was to listen and then finally Thank you for, so much for taking time to talk with me. I will do my best to never to honor your request. We will discuss what to do, with, and then I will to discuss with my sponsor. That's time, um, Elena. Yeah, so this is what was very, very helpful for me. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Elena C. Okay, so now we will take a list of readers mm-hmm. who would like to share on that first paragraph on page eighty-three. Harleen, Melis- Harlan, Melissa C, Melissa C, Carly-
5: Chuck K, M.
3: Chuck,
6: Carrie M,
3: Carrie, Yeah,
5: uh, Larry K. K.
3: Larry,
7: Leia one F. more.
0: Leia, Leia F. F. Yep, I got you. Okay, Harlan, go right ahead.
7: Thanks. Thanks, Nancy. And if you could, I'm not home. I'm walking. Would you time me, please?
0: Thanks. Yep, I got your back. Be short anyway. No worries.
7: Okay, thanks, Nancy. This paragraph is, is very enlightening because what it does is it blows out of the water one of the mistakes that I made when I came into OA. And I didn't know any better because my sponsor at that time never really led me through it the way I go through it today. What am I talking about? There's a reference to steps 10 and 11 in step 9. As we're analyzing this, we're doing meditation. And when they refer to kindliness, love, tolerance, love and tolerance of all is is step 10. So we do the steps in order, but we do them together together. We don't wait until we're done with nine could be a year's long process. It could be months before we find some of these people. And things will bob to the surface about amends that we may owe that we don't see right away. So I have to remember that as a sponsor, I am going to start people on 10. I'm going to start people on 11. As soon as we're done with five. As soon as we're done with five, we do after an hour. We do six and seven. That should take what one minute. Then we're going to do eight. We're going to start on nine. We don't wait till I don't wait till I'm done with nine to start ten and eleven. And what do I see in step ten? We're not going to get to it for till next week or the week after. But we're going to see on page eighty-four in the instructions for step t- ten. We resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help, step 12. So we're going to see references to 11, references to 10 in 9, and references to 12 in 10. So that gives me the information that I need to know for a more effective program. And this paragraph is paramount to that because it's eye-opening in the effect that it lets me know that as I'm doing nine, I'm meditating, step 11. I'm treating people well, I'm apologizing for the wrongs I've done, step 10. So it's very, very important for me, excuse me, as a sponsor and as someone who is sponsored to work the steps as a group like that and not wait till I'm done before I begin these things. This is very, very important. And Nancy, thanks for taking the meeting. Thanks for your service to everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, on Team Thursday. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Harlan G. Melissa C., you're up. Hey, Nancy.
8: Thank you so much for your service this morning. And um, thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, my name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. I'm just going to start my timer now. Um, so. You know, this reconstruction that's ahead, um, you know, it says it's long. It's actually the work of my lifetime. It's like the rest of my life I'm going to be either reconstructing this thing or deconstructing it, you know, and God willing I can do it just one day at a time. Um, and I'm told that I'm going to take the lead here, meaning I'm going to do the heavy lifting, you know, and that I look for opportunities if I want this family to change then I have to look for opportunities to model the change that I want to encourage. And you know, it says like we sit down with the family and, and analyze the past as we now see it. Meaning, like I see it differently now. This is after you've done your inventory and I've I've seen my part. And that's what I'm gonna discuss with them. And, you know, I can say is that like when we make amends um to our families, especially our children, and and you know one of mine was they were one was young when I did this I had to be really careful to um, make sure that my language was clear um, and not too um, detailed because they could misinterpret my words. You know, little kids could think like when you apologize for the mistakes you've made, they interpret it as they're not coming out so well or they're a mistake or they're not, you know, they're not living up to your expectations because you messed up. And I say I had to be really careful in the wording of that, you know. I say, um, you know, to my own children, like, I'm really grateful that I had a loving God that stepped in to fill in the gaps and the areas where I failed, you know. And despite all my mistakes, they're turning out just fine. You know, and um, and my long reconstruction means that, you know, the amends that I make, they're actions. Like, it's easy to come in. Like, yesterday someone talked about being that Red Cross. Yeah, it's great to come in on the trucks with the T-shirts handing out the water, but it's the day-to-day stuff, you know. Um, for me, my, my amends is, um, you know, I cut the grass. I mow the lawn. I spent years sitting around miserably complaining and not contributing. And I could say, well, it was because I was overweight or, you know, because I was owned by the food. But the truth is, it was because I was selfish, you know. And now every morning, um, I, I pray for tolerance, you know. My family is imperfect and aggravating like everybody else's. Um, and I pray that I have tolerance, meaning. Decreased sensitivity. Yep, I'm just going to finish up so that I can love them and not be so fragile to each little mistake that they make. And thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nancy.
0: Thank you, Melissa Kay. Melissa C., I mean Chuck Kay, you're up.
9: Hey, good morning. This is Chuck Kay from Georgia. One of the things that I like to bring to the attention of anybody I'm talking to when we're doing Step 9 And we look at that long period of reconstruction, and I think, how fortunate am I to be able to do this work? Yeah, there's some uncomfortable discussions to be had. Not really, but in my mind, that's what I sometimes think, especially when I'm wrong. And I have to push my ego down, and I have to do what the program tells me to do, even though I really don't want to do it. But if we look at the world, and we look at the people in it, and we ask ourselves the questions, you know, I'm a person that's lost a significant amount of weight through the working of these steps. How fortunate am I? If we look at the percentages of people that are obese in, in, in America alone, let alone the world, that have lost weight and then have lost weight without surgery and have kept it off. I mean, it's astounding that I am fortunate enough to have received this message of this program at a time where I'm willing to accept it. So the least I can do is this work. We look at the behavior in this world and the behavior of my friends and family and understanding that the steps give me a different way to act on this world that's so much better than anything i would ever known or come up with. So it's the least I can do to forgive those around me that don't have this program. And so that's the attitude that I want to take. That's the attitude I share with sponsees, particularly when we have a hard step nine to do. Thank God I've got a long period of reconstruction. I'll get the opportunity. I'm honored to have that opportunity because if I didn't have that opportunity, where would I be? I would be an over 400 pound person screaming and hollering at everybody that comes around me that doesn't do what I ask them to do when I ask them to do it. That's who I would be because I didn't have another set of choices. So I think it's important to discuss the attitude that we should have when we're at this step. If we're claiming recovered, If we're reclaiming that freedom, if we're claiming the weight loss, then we need to work very, very hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. That's okay. It's going to be difficult. That's okay. I don't have to understand it. I just have to do it. And when I do it, miracles happen for me. So the least I can do is to do what the program says and give back as often as I can to the sick people around me. So that's all I wanted to share, and I hope everybody has a great day.
3: Thank you, Chuck Kay. Carrie M., you're up. Carrie M.? Hi, Carrie M. from Massachusetts. Sorry about
6: that. This is my first time sharing. Um, And I'm not on Step 9 yet, but I think about it and I know that I have damaged my family, um, you know, through overeating and uh, my behaviors. And just interestingly it relates to this paragraph. I have I've been in OA, how, how, OA before and I um, relapsed and gained a hundred pounds in a year and I'm now back, which is terrific. I feel good and I'm very excited about it. But um, last week, my ex-husband, who I'm very good friends with, who we're very amicable, um, called me and told me he had liver cancer. And he is in OA and has lost all his weight and um had diabetes and is off his medication and you know, he's he's gain he's gotten all the good things from the program, which is terrific because the doctors say, you know, that's a positive for him. But he I asked him, I said, What can I do to help you? And he said, the, really the only thing you can do to help me right now is get in shape. You know, I just had back surgery and I'm recovering from that. So he said, get back walking and feeling good from your back. And he said, try to, try to get back in shape, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually. He said, you've done it before you can do it again, and that would really make me, you know, feel good Um, so that you can be there for the kids,
3: and sorry, and that's what I'm trying to do, but I know I have to do it for me, and you know i have a lot of weight to lose and i have a lot of work to do but i'm willing to do that and um you know this program i've been i've been coming a vision for
6: oh, i think someone said the other day six years and it's been wonderful i mean it really has helped me even though I have been in the food at times, and then I try again, and um, you know, so I appreciate everybody that's here and everybody's service, so that's it for me. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Carrie M., and um, we'll be praying for your husband. Larry K. you're
5: up. Uh, Thanks, thank you for your service, Nancy. This is Larry K. recovered from Chicago. Yeah, it's a deadly disease. Let me uh, press my timer there. Okay, you know, I'm reading. Their defects may be glaring, but the chances are that our own actions are partly responsible. You know, I think of the example of my mother. You know, some 45 years ago. You know, I went through a, a rough, rough stretch as a kid, and life happened, and I wasn't protected. And we can all agree that a little boy or girl should feel safe, right? And and perhaps my mother was was young uh, a selfish person at the time as i was soon to become and i suppose like me she certainly had no you know ambition uh uh you know to become self-centered i don't think that was part of her game plan the ego doesn't ask uh, our permission to take hold of our psyche but it does in any case it didn't take long for that little boy living in Reseda, California at the time, to begin to withdraw his love for his mother, and that began to happen by the time I was probably 20, and, and I didn't treat my, my little sister very well earlier. See, resentment can be displaced onto others, not involved in the original offense, and that was the case for me. I don't know about you. And so, you know, do we see the potential for the domino effect of disconnection? And I think that was the point I, I'm often reminded of you know, something Gandhi said he, he he said when he said if um if we keep taking an eye for an eye, then eventually the whole world will be without sight and then this happens when love is withdrawn from people where love isn't restored within their own hearts. They in turn, like I did, withdraw love from others, and that leads to sort of a relational disconnection, you know, and it's kind of and on and on the merry-go-round goes and so for me the forgiving life with step nine is a life that can restore connections within the self uh, within families i've seen it i've experienced reconstruction in my own family my creator has shown me the way to patience tolerance kindliness and love although i'm still woefully inadequate with it and i here's the thing i have a relationship with both my mother and my sister today that's crazy I don't know what else to call it than a miracle. With that, I pass. Thanks, Nancy.
3: Thank you, Larry K. OK, Leah S., you're up.
10: Good morning, Nancy. Thank you very much. My name is Leia S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn. Um, reconstruction and the word remorseful mumbling, mumbling. Um I was told that yesterday is gone today is a present it's a present and tomorrow I don't know I don't have it yet I, all I have is today and the reconstruction is a long period it's uh it's it I have to take it step by step and so um things used to bother me and um I wanted to correct everything that I, I, I thought I would correct, but I had to start with my food. All that I was going to eat was going to be in my plate, and I was. my behavior had to start changing. I wasn't going to get up from middle of eating, and I was going to sit at that table and enjoy my food and not rush with anything else and then when i was going to um uh get really upset about everybody eating on the couch and stuff like that i wouldn't do that and then um i would tell gently everyone here's the garbage can you know i don't mind if you have a bag of this or that but here's the garbage can and i would have to do it kindly again and again until Oh my goodness! You know you're you're interrupting us. You're this. You're that. I just wanted to remind you. Here is the garbage can, so that that message penetrated. And um, yeah, I needed I needed my higher power to give me the sense where where I have to interrupt and what I have to interrupt, and how much I have to interrupt. And slowly but surely, I needed to take it step by step unbelievable changes have happened. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Leia S. Okay, we're going to take another list right now, but before we do, I want to remind everybody that we're on page 83, the first paragraph, beginning with, there's a long period of reconstruction ahead, reading just a single paragraph. Okay, who would like to share?
3: Freya H. Freya R C P. Linda P. Linda D. Linda D. Linda, yep. Yeah. Jen A. Anybody else? Jen A. Get a couple more. Two more. Get a line up lineup going Rick J Rick J one more All right. You have me beaten. I'll stop there. Freya H, go right ahead.
11: Good morning. This is Freya H, gratefully recovered compulsive eater bulimic in Colorado. Thank you, everybody, for your service on this meeting and the great shares. This paragraph really speaks to me um, because, like it says in the story you know, acceptance was the answer. The home is, is the hardest place for me to practice these principles. And this is where, you know, I've I've had these amazing immense experiences with people who aren't in my life anymore and they're great and they're done. But with my family, I just keep interacting with them and there's more continues to happen and more continues to be uncovered. So um, the part that, that there's some really clear directions here that I am careful not to criticize them. And I have to say that is hard because like it says in that acceptance is the answer story, you know, I, I was sure you wanted perfection. You needed me to point out your defects so that you could correct them so that we can all be perfect and live happily ever after. And that was me playing God. So being careful not to criticize them, including my children, you know, it's easy for me to justify that Well, I'm in the parental role, so I need to point out where they did wrong so they can correct it. And no, no, not when I'm making an amends. I just need to let them know that I care and let them know that I I recognize, acknowledge that what I did was wrong. You know, it is not okay for me to yell at my children. And it's very humbling because I feel like I make the same amends again and again. But a beautiful thing is that I I get little glimpses that it's so sinking in for them because my eight-year-old son, you know, we tend to, um, we tend to get into, you know, get into disagreements and, um, and he gets really, really upset. And then once he calms down, he comes and apologizes to me. So that to me is this, it's evidence that, that it's, that this modeling is, uh, it's taking hold, it's having an impact, and it is the most gratifying thing to be, um, you know, to, to be accepted and loved, and um, and then have my children show some appreciation on some level for what I'm doing, um, and there's very clear directions here that I ask each morning in meditation that my creator show me the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love, and I have that written On my page 87, so that when I read on awakening, that's part of my prayers is that I'm asking, okay, God, you know, help me to have a new experience today, you know, grant me patience, tolerance, kindliness and love for these people who are my teachers and the other, um, the other really, really key point here is
0: that the chances are,
11: okay, that my own actions are partly responsible and um I'll I'll keep it at that. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Freya H. O. C. P. Europe. Hi, this is Aussie, uh, from California.
12: Um, gosh, there's a lot of good things in here. Um, the first thing that, that I you know stands out is a remorseful remorseful mumbling where it needs to be heartfelt, right? Like I need to connect to the things that I've done that have impacted another person's life. And, you know, it's, it's not looking at – it doesn't even matter um, whether I feel right about it or not. It's the fact that what my actions have done, my behaviors have impacted another human being. And I need to connect to that, um, to the impact, not, to the, not about the intention, it's about the impact – my actions have had on another person. And even in real time, like yesterday, I, you know, my ex-husband said some things to my younger son that I didn't care for. And you know, just that being careful not to criticize them, but also understanding that you know, his behavior isn't in a vacuum. It's also tied to things that I've done. It's a reaction. And I have to hold that. I have to hold space for that. And he's not working a program. And I have to hold space that, you know, his reaction is in part tied to what I have done. So I have to just, it, it creates a space of empathy and understanding. As when I read the last paragraph, when it says, I ask my creator to show the way of patience, tolerance, kindness, and love. Patience, you know, I read somewhere somebody said, um, patience, when I'm impatient, it's not that, I lack patience. Is that I lack empathy? Right. I have patience in a lot of areas of my life, but when I'm impatient, it's because I'm not seeing things through their lens, and I'm lacking empathy. And that's important for me in my recovery: is to hold space for another person and to have empathy for what they're going through, and to also understand that what they're going through is in part partly because of things that I've done, and when I can connect to that space and when I can connect to God and I can take a breath, it slows me down and I can breathe a little bit and I can see it through a different lens, which is really important and not my lens. Um, and so anyway, I just, those things stood out to me and I just wanted to share on that. Thank you. I'll pass.
3: Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, RCT. Linda D., you're Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut.
13: Well, this is quite a reading. Um, The thing that jumps out at me is a phrase at the end. Um, Our creator, we ask that our creator show us the way. When I came into the program many years ago, many, many years ago, 38 years ago, I didn't even know there was a creator. And I've learned through uh, desperation of doing these steps over and over and over to the best of my ability, however poor, however good, that there is one. And I have a connection to it. And let's call it the truth rather than deify it. It actually is a God, but okay, the truth. The truth is that I'm very self-destructive and I'm destructive to other people, and I don't even know it. I think they done me wrong. They probably did. They don't know any better than I do how to deal with this disease, which really is not very acknowledged in the culture of I live in America, which is not very well um, acknowledged as a disease. Um, It's like the poor stepsister of uh, addictions. Well, it isn't. It's deadly. It killed me dead. And I've been reborn through these steps. And I know there's a creator, so what do I do with it today? I've been through some harrowing times due to extreme weather conditions, flooding and all of that stuff. And I got through it because I was carried through it because I was listening to a higher power. I didn't even have one. I do now. I always did. So what does that have to do with anything? Everything. I'm abstinent. That means I'm not going to self-destruct with food, with my mouth, with my intentions to hurt myself and everybody else because life sucks and then you die. None of that is true, but it could feel like that. I am so grateful for you, particularly visions for you for everything I'm learning because I'm growing and healing and I love life no matter what. What's better than that? Thanks. I pass.
3: Thank you, Linda D. Jen A. You're up.
14: Good morning, Nancy. Thanks so much for taking the meeting this morning. My name is Jen A. I'm recovered here in Colorado and, um, so many great shares this morning. Wow, I'm just, I'm listening to everybody. Um, you know, you guys are, are my biggest teachers, along with my family, right, that we're talking about this reconstruction period ahead, and everyone um, that I pulled the structure down around. That's what the big book taught me um you know i have to take the lead i love that it says there i can't wait for others to come to me and say you harmed me you did this no this is me this is me taking action and cleaning up the wreckage of my past and these amends are going to take time i mean think of how long um you know i i I would i'll speak for myself i I think of how long I, i did this to people a lifetime of hurt of pain of deceit of lying, of cheating, of manipulating. That's who I was. Um, Can I still be that day today? Yeah, I can. Um, But I love how the paragraph ends, and I love how it's been stated that we go to God, to our creator, to show us how we're going to do this. Um, When I first was going through my amends, I wasn't capable of being nice to my ex-husband. I wasn't capable of getting along with him or being a good co-parent. Like I've learned in this program, we act as if. And I acted as, as, as if, and I did my best to be patient with him, to be tolerant to him, tolerant with him, to, to be kind, and yes, to love. To love the man that I was married to for 14 years, and I literally hated his guts. But I thought, you know, by the time I took a look at all the damage that I had done, oh, geez, you think your marriage didn't end partially because of you? And I, I really will take 75 to 80% today. Of that. Now that I know the nature of my disease, the wrongs and ways in which I showed up, I will take full ownership for it. And saying I'm sorry wasn't enough to him because I said, I'm sorry for 14 years. Take the sorry out. It ends in why, Jennifer? Why'd you do it? What's your part? Admit you're wrong. And then I got to keep it clean. I got to keep my side clean so things don't build up, so I don't get frustrated, angry, but, you know, have all these expectations around people. And how do I do that? I go to God. I love the word ask. A-S-K. A, God gives me an awareness. S, I seek him out. I surrender my will over to him and my life. And K, he's going to give me the knowledge on how to do it. That's what I've learned in this program. That's what I continue to do. 1 through 12 every day. That's how I keep my house clean. And that means cobwebs. That means baseboards. That means everything for me because I don't ever want to go back to the way that I treated people today. My life is so freaking amazing. My job is great. My personal relationships are great. You know, my love life is great. Everything is great for me. I am like, I am beyond thrilled at the way God is orchestrating. And so with that, I'll pass.
3: Thank you, Jen A. Rick J., you're up. Uh, good morning, Nancy. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive over here
15: in Cary, North Carolina. And uh, this this uh, page kicks off my uh, you know my daily reading, and and this prayer I I pray uh, every morning. And I love that it. it doesn't really have a time limit on here. So uh, we ask each morning for you know three months in meditation that our Creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindness, and love. Um, so I'm still doing it, and it is a way for me to bring, you know, my my will to God's will. You know, what can I do to be that channel? I love the references for for steps ten and eleven and twelve here. Um, you know, I see these steps more and more as sort of a, a package deal. I'm not like, you know, ticking the check, you know, off you know a step here and there. I'm this is. This is like tying them together and bring it into my higher power for, for the way I can be and the way I can show up for the people in my life today. And you know and my, my parents actually are, are really heavily on my mind right now, and um, you know, I'm, I really am um, showing up for them when they need me the most. They've always been there for me. And, uh, you know, my dad was found laying out in the street, uh, recently, uh, after having a sunstroke mowing the grass, you know, and, um, you know, I've been up there with my sister and we're helping them in assisted living and taking care of their affairs. And my mom has dementia and my dad is still trying to take care of her and, and we're trying to gently, you know, get him out of the driver's seat, so to speak, because he's, he's not able to do that. And, you know, and it's taking a lot of patience tolerance, kindliness, and love that I cannot generate on my own. So I simply um, am tapping into that power that I believe in and opening myself up to that. And, you know, and just by saying that prayer and realigning my will, my higher power's will, and, and focusing in on how can I be helpful to them and to the people in my life, my wife, my children, you know, my friends, sponsors, my sponsor. You know, everyone in my life. This is I can't individually pick out every person and, and pray this prayer for them. But you know, the like I just bundle them all together. And if anybody in particular is, you know, is sort of in, you know the, uh, you know the spotlight of my life in the moment, then I, I spend more time on them. And right now, it happens to be my parents. And you know, but I'm very grateful that, that this is opening up a way for me to live each day. You know it doesn't run out you know there's no statute of limitations i mean it's just every day i'm showing up for them and that is one of the most beautiful ways that i can really really make an amends to them with that i passed
0: thank you rick jay okay we have time for about three more people if you're ready to say your name right now or two if it takes a long time
3: so, who else? Davelin is that E. Davelin E. Ilana P. Ilana P. All right, let's let's um, let's see where we are after these two. Davelin, go right ahead.
16: Good morning, Nancy. Thank you for your service. This is Davelin E in uh, Manitoba, Canada. I wanted to share a little bit on this paragraph. I was recently humbled, brought to my knees by the realization of how much my righteousness, my thinking I know everything, my know it allism has blocked me from going to God, going to my higher power for direction in all the parts of my life, especially in. My relationship with my partner and the grandchildren and the children who come in and out of my life very, very often. And yesterday I was making a long drive out to the farm and listening to a podcast, a special edition called The Power of the Pause. And it just took me right to that place of humility, of recognizing that. I truly need to go for direction to my higher power with all of my acts in order to fulfill my mission. This design for living tells me that I'm on this earth to be of usefulness to our creator and to the people around me. And I always think I know how to be of usefulness and 90% of the time I'm wrong. And this podcast just reminded me I need to go there for every action. I need to live in the pause. I need to live in the pause. And the humbling was so good for me because I can be open and now I can ask and not decide myself what I think is right. I'll stop playing God. And with that, I will pass. Thank you for
3: listening. Thank you, Javelin E. Ilana P., you're up.
17: Thank you, Nancy, uh, for your service. Um, I'm Ilana P. from Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, recovered for today and uh, very grateful. Yeah, things came up for me. Uh, I have uh, made amends to uh, everyone in my immediate family. Um, But we had a change in January my mom passed away. She was 96, so, you know, it was time. Uh, And after that, well, during that time and then after, I got much closer to my sisters. Um, We spent more time together. And it was so interesting that during that time, we started sharing things from uh, our childhood. And I found out something extremely important that I had totally misunderstood. Something that happened uh, I had totally misunderstood, and for my whole life I had um, I I was convinced that that I was treated differently. And I have five siblings um, that I was treated differently, and that's why you know I had all these problems. <laughs> or whatever, and um and I found out it's not true that they were treated exactly the same. uh it was amazing and i I just felt like you know i had I had done some work with them, I had done some amends, and I had showed up as a member of the family um a lot more than I used to do and um I'm far away now, but we actually do some zoom. Zooming together uh, and uh, it, it's just really great. And I know that, uh, you know, I had to overlook things. I had to overlook things, uh, their their character defects because it was about me showing up and being there for them like I wasn't before. So I'm really grateful for this meeting. Thanks a lot. a pass.
3: Thank you, Elena P. Um... Okay, we have time for one more share. Would anybody like to take that last slot? Melissa W. Hey Melissa, go right ahead. Um hi Melissa
18: W, covered in New York. Um yeah, I've been thinking about if I should share this whole meeting, but um, yeah, there's a long period of reconstruction ahead. And the thing is, I don't really like long periods of reconstruction. I, um, I want things right away. And the thing with me is that in my disease, I, I wrecked a lot of relationships. And um, one of them is my marriage. And the other one is my relationship with my kids. Of course, I didn't see that at the time. I think it was, I thought it was their fault. I thought everything was someone else's fault. And then finally, I actually... I saw my part and I understood that it was my fault. The things that happened in this house were my fault. Um, And that's only um, as a result of this program um, and my relationship with the higher power that I was able to see it. Um, And then, you know, here's the thing. I had to take the lead. I had to have and to make those amends. And now I live that on a daily basis. I live those amends. And so, unfortunately... That means that like no one's gonna like run to me, you know, and say like it was like a week or two after the amends and everything was gonna be okay. No, no, every day, and that includes things like this morning. Let me tell you about this morning. Is that I got up and my it was like 6:20 this morning and my husband saw me putting on my exercise clothes, and the dog hadn't been walked. And I had left this man with my little kids time and time again to run off to exercise for hours because I thought that my body, my compulsive exercise is more important than my children, my relationship. And even this morning, he was like, are you going to exercise? Are you going to work out? Do I have to? Because that's still there. It's still there. And I was like, no, it's okay, babe. I got it. I'm just going to put on my leggings first because I have to do that later. And he's like, oh, okay. Because, like, it's a long period of reconstruction ahead. And it's little things. Because it still hangs in the, in the air here. And I have to be conscious that even when I go to, like, put on my workout leggings, that that impacts him. Because I did damage here. I did damage here. And so I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to still be married to that man and that like that I was able to do amends and that I live that amends and I'm so grateful that I have a relationship with those little girls today that I actually want to show up for instead of taking an exercise class and I am blessed to have the ability to live that amends and to actually like live this period of reconstruction ahead. So thanks very much. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Melissa W., um, and you'll take us out today. And thank you to everyone else who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour immediately of study, immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, September 2nd, is 17,675. That's 17,675. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 64, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Katie G. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
17: Hi, Nancy. Thanks for taking the meeting. KDG Recovered in Boston. A vision for you.
5: <clears throat>
17: Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your